Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au. Uh, this morning, it's a real pleasure to have Pastor Merla Yenko uh, together with her husband, Raul, from Newcastle, New South Wales. Um, we uh, had to make some changes to uh, our speakers for the conference, and we're so grateful that Pastor Morella was available uh, to, to, to step in at the last minute, and we, we are extremely grateful for that. Uh, for those that don't know her, uh, she's uh, the Associate Pastor of the International Christian Church in Newcastle, a church that reaches out to people from many different cultural backgrounds, very similar culture, very similar history to our own uh, church here in Adelaide. Uh, Pastor Morella has been ministering for many years, uh, both of lo- in the local church, but in churches in Australia, and also churches around the world. She's not a stranger to our church. Uh, she certainly ministered here before. She loves the Lord and is a passionate minister of, uh, of the Word of God. I know that we're going to be blessed. I know we're going to hear, above all else, the Word of the Lord as she, as she declares it with boldness today. So would you give her a big, big, big warm welcome as she comes to minister the Word of God this morning. Amen. 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 I'm Italian, so you need to speak back at me. This is permission. Can I have the keyboardist, one of of the keyboardists back? Amen. God is so good. I love what you just said, Pastor Joe. Uh, You said, don't throw a sickie. Take the day off. I'm the complete opposite pastor. I would say, throw a sickie and then come for prayer. And then you can just tell your your work that you got healed. So... Um, you can take whichever pastors feel right there. So you can say, well, the pastor from Newcastle said uh, that I can chuck a sickie. Anyway, I'm just so honoured to be here. And um, I was just sharing with Pastor Joe and Lena, uh, the lead up, that it was my only weekend off. So when uh, Pastor Lena gave me, just sent an email, it was just random. I kind of was like, oh, I know my calendar's a bit crazy at the moment. And then I looked, it was the only Sunday. So I actually believe that God said, no, there's something there. Um, and I've just put you so it was so random we hadn't had a chance because you guys have had a crazy year and and with everything has gone on but it was just and it was an instant yes um, and then for those who do know me I never had to say ask a husband and all of a sudden I had my husband sitting there and, he's, and I was like oh do I have to ask him <laughs> I've never done this so I was like oh, don't don't ask so I turned around to it's still weird to say, my husband, I was like, hey, the guys in Adelaide who I adore, so I kind of felt to sell, I was selling you guys, I was like, I adore them, and they've been family, and just, they've asked, and he's like, absolutely, we're going, and I was like, oh, but I take another team, not you, and he's like, no, we're going together, so um, thank you, Pastor Joe and Pastor Lena for the invitation, I really believe this was a God moment, um, but for opening your house and giving the platform to someone else. I know what that feels like. And it's um, important to just honour the, the leaders in this house. Um, as I was preparing to be here, I was trying to work out the last time I was here. And I just, like, we've been through so much as a church and as a world. When I was here, uh, I think it was around 2016, 2017. And I came through what used to be the canopy. Drove straight on up through the canopy and we got through. And then it was such an honour to drive up this time and see the church completely f- changed, renovated, full. 
Um, and when I came in a few years ago, I came in and the, and the canopy was full of frames of what the vision was. Amen? So I saw all these frames of what the vision, what you guys were believing for and just pushing forward for. And I saw pictures. A man had just drawn pictures and just, this is what we're believing for. This is what we're believing for. This is, and it was such a just, this is what we know God's called us to do. But we know that between the, the moment of faith and the reality, lots happens. And as I began to, I remembered as I walked through and I saw all these pictures, and I thought, gosh, that's huge. That's massive. And today I stand on the answered prayer of all your hearts. Can someone say a mighty amen? But more than that, I want to say to you, someone, and there's more than one in this church, this is exactly what is about to happen. You've been praying and believing and you've had the handprints of going, God, I know you spoke. I know you said, I need to believe this. I know what I want to see. I know the vision you've given, but nothing is moving. The conference this week, is a place that it's going to be manifested and you will see it happen. Can I hear a mighty amen? Come into an agreement if you said that is going to be me. And I love that when we put on conferences and things like that, it's not just to fill up our week. It's to say, you will never forget because at that conference, it's meet us here. Is that the conference name? You'll say, meet us here in 2023. That is where my miracle came to pass. I took down the framework and I said, you're now walking in the manifestation of the promises of God. Someone right now has to say, I'm taking that pastor down and I'm going to say, that is going to be the completion because God says that He's filled my year with victory and this conference tonight is where you're going to see your victory come to par. But you need to come in an agreement and say, I'm taking that off. This is it. For someone, the wait is over. If you would just say, yes, that's me. I'm not in confusion. Oh, I hope that's me. That is me, God. The wait is over. I will see this come to pass. And just start to believe that this morning and just start to say, I know that is. You're sitting in a building that has done the same journey. As believed for the things of God with all the impossibility, with all the finance impossibility. And then just begin, as you begin to just think about that, oh, you throw on a pandemic on top of all the craziness. How on earth could God do it? Well, God says He's the God of impossibles. In the middle of a pandemic, I meet the guy that God says he will be your life partner. He will be your husband. In a pandemic. Sorry, the world had to shut down for that to happen. Amen. Amen. So this, tonight I'll speak a little bit more about the, the little bit of that journey. I wasn't young. I was 47. I was in denial. I didn't realize I was so ready. Just, oh, this is maybe it. But I just want you to know one thing, that when God has his hand on it, the only one who can take his hand off it is you or me. And if you're saying, I'm not taking my hand off, guess what? God's not going to take his hand off anything that comes through. So this morning, I just wanted to, you know, Pastor John Leonard, I was, I was praying for you guys as, as the lead up of the conference was coming up. And I believe there's this, there's this conference, even for you two as leaders, there's a, this will mark a moment for you guys. This will mark a moment. Um, there's something about the city. We've been praying for your city. But this house is going to play a big part for what God wants to do over the city of Adelaide and greater to the state 
I just felt like, you know, I didn't really know much about states until the pandemic and all we heard about was every other state, what was going on. And I just felt God saying, I'm going to bring the state closer to, to you, that you'll see things. I just believe there's an awakening happening and I really feel there's a birthing of that's going to happen in this place. See, hunger positions you for open doors. Hunger positions you for an open heaven and open doors. And I just really felt to just speak this over you, but I felt to say over your pastors and over the leadership of the church, there's been many, many years of sacrifice, living sacrifice. But God says fire falls where sacrifice has been laid. The fire falls where sacrifice has been laid. And I felt that you guys have had to say yes when everything inside of you wanted to say no. And I think you've said no when you've wanted to say yes. There's such an obedience call over your life. And, you've all, and in those yes and no's, there's been such a season of sacrifice. And I just felt those words from God saying, because of the sacrifice, fire can fall. And fire will fall. Open heaven over you and over this church. Can someone say you made a man? And in that, I wanted to share that I feel that there's a lifting off the limitations that have been on the church and in the people in the church. There's just like, for there's going to be just a freedom. And the scripture that God gave me for you was in Haggai chapter 2. And it says, The latter glory of this house will be greater than the former. And when I look at that, I like the canopy church, and I don't know what you guys call it, but the canopy church. <laughs> so the latter glory of this house will be greater than the canopy church, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I shall give you the ultimate peace and prosperity, declares the Lord. And if you continue to read the word of that whole chapter and whole of Haggai, it just goes on because of the obedience. The word of the Lord came and goes, because of your obedience and the sacrifice, blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing just kept coming. So I just want you to realise that there is such a move of God that is about to just elevate over this place. Can someone say a mighty amen this morning? So when I talk about, when I began to see that, I was like, wow, God, the latter glory of this house is going to be so much. So I'm excited about coming back because I actually believe there's a new level upon the house and you guys are ready for it for this conference. But I want to just want to, I felt before I was going into this place, I felt God saying, I want you to just pull back because sometimes we've got to know how to deal with things. See, when, when the pandemic hit, we were all on the same boat. Every church was going through the same issue. Every family was going through craziness. We were just all just pulling our hair out going, what is going on? And I felt like God saying, there are things that you're facing that you should have had a handle on. Can someone say an amen? There were things that, there were things were coming to the surface that I should have known better to handle. I should have been able to tap into the peace of God a little bit quicker. I'm preaching to myself. Can someone say amen? I should have been able to tap into the peace of God going, gosh, what on earth has just happened across this world? And then I should have been able to see, but the peace of God surpasses all understanding. So I should have been able to move in that. And so before I begin to speak into that new realm that God was going to open over this church, I really felt to believe, to just speak about just an area that God said, I want you to just equip them. Because when the releasing happens, I don't want you to be chasing what I should have already been knowing. I've heard a lot of voice over pandemic going, I kind of wish it would come back because I know I'd do it differently. 
And anyone who says that, do not say that again because you were not in church leadership. But I know that I would have done things differently. So this morning, I felt like I just wanted to give you a bit of an equipping. And this morning, I'm going to read to you two storms that happen in the Bible. And I want to read to you from, the first one I want to read to you from is Luke chapter 2, verse 22. I think the scriptures are on the screen. One day, Jesus said to his disciple, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So that they got into a boat and started out. And as they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you could go. I was <laughs> happy, to, happy to have you up there. Yeah. I just know that I usually break my keyboardist fingers. I forget it. But you have an anointing. So you're carrying. Because I'm already off my notes. And that's not a... Yeah, but that's because you, you, the atmosphere is changing. So just don't, don't realise you're an atmosphere shifter. You're an atmosphere shifter. So even in the, in the, the whatever happens next, you be able to understand going, I just, something needs to be released. A sound needs to be released. Every time things, battlefields happen, there was a sound that was released first and foremost. And so uh, the, the team that was up here, you guys released it, but something even greater is coming through. So just know that you, you can see and I can hear it and just say, okay, it's because I've got to shift what is about to do. Breakthrough comes once the sound moved. So, yeah. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side. So they got into a boat and they started out. And as they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. Who felt that Jesus went for a nap for about two years? And soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. And the disciples went out and woke him out shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. And when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the waves raging around them. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. And he said to them, where is your faith? I want to talk to you about the other storm. In all of the, in all of the scriptures, there's two storms. And while Jesus walked this earth, I'm sure there was more than two storms. But there was two storms that were specific that we hear in the Word of God. In the Gospels, at about three o'clock in Matthew chapter 14, in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on water, they were terrified. In fear, they cried out. These are master people of the ocean and they're crying out. It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke back at them and said, do not be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to them, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come walking on the water. And Jesus said, yes. Come. So Peter went over to the other side of the boat and he walked on water towards Jesus. But when, this, when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why do you doubt me? And when he climbed back in the boat, the wind and the waves stopped. I want to begin to speak to you that so many times, one of the things I want you to know, and I know you know that, but when we're under a season of attack, even though we're well equipped, even though these were fishermen, they knew they're in a moment of storms, the enemy tries to say to you, you are in the storm because of. You're, going, you're in a storm because you haven't prayed enough. You haven't fasted enough. You didn't go to church enough. You didn't stay connected enough. He's always blaming us for it. But what I love in these two scriptures is Jesus turned around and in both storms, He said to him, where is your faith in this chapter? He began to, didn't say to him, what are you going on about? You should know how to deal with this chapter. You should know how to deal with storms. You're well trained in this. You know what to sing and shout at this point. He said, no, 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 no. Where 
is your ch- where is your faith in this moment? Both storms happened when they were both when they were both being obedient to what God had spoken to them to. So this morning I want to speak to you about what actually happened. He said, "Where is your faith?" and you have so little faith. I want to say this to somebody this morning. If you are going to be intentional to go for the fight for your family and for your miracle, you better get ready. And this morning, I want you to check, where is your faith for what God wants to bring in? Can someone say a mighty amen to me? Where is your faith in the storm that God is bringing out? Whatever is rising up to the surface, where is your faith in that? Can you see the wind and the wave? Can you see your family going through chapters? Can you see your children moving out and you can see the torments going on? You're in a storm. But I want to tell you that in the middle of the storm, guess who was on the boat with them? Jesus was right there in the middle of them. And I want to begin to show you something that you need to know is in the Word. When the disciples thought that they were drowning, Jesus was asleep on the very same boat. Revelation for somebody. Jesus is not taking over because He's actually not on the boat with you. Don't need to say amen. I want you to realize that what happened is this, when Jesus was awoken, and I just think about it, there's this massive scene going on. It's like a Titanic scene, wind and waves. They think they're going to drown. None of that wakes Jesus up. But when his sons call out to him, he heard their voice and he wakes. I don't care how hard the season is, if you will cry out. He will hear your voice. He hears the cry of his people. He says, I hear the cries of my people. And he comes and he lifted himself up. We're so busy going, God, you can't, why can't you see me? He's like, you're not calling out to me. He said, if you will call unto me, I will come to you. There's so much about where you have to step up and do it. But I want you to realise that when the Bible says that Jesus was asleep on the boat, then he got up because the boys had called him out. And the Bible says that he rebuked, he stood up. I want you to picture this. He stood up and he rebuked the wind and the waves. I want to show you what the word rebuke is in the Greek. The word rebuke in the Greek is, it's that. If there's anyone in Greek in the room, epetamea. Is there anyone Greek in the room? That's it. (laughs) Hey, I can do Spanish. I can do the rest of it. Greek, yeah, you guys are on a whole new level, sweetheart. Okay, the word rebuke is that. Do you know what the word rebuke means? To reinstate your authority. To reinstate your charge or your authority. So when Jesus in the middle of a storm got up, he stood up on the bow and he spoke and he looked at the boys and he spoke to the wind and the wave. What he was doing is he was reinstating his authority over what was raging over the people over his sons and daughters right there and then. I want someone to realise that he didn't rebuke them. He rebuked what was manifesting over him. And all he did is he stood up and he took his authority and he said, wind and wave, you be silent at this very moment, he began to speak with the authority that he has and he reinstated the atmosphere on that boat because someone say a mighty amen. So Jesus didn't have to go to the boys and say anything. When he went to them, he challenged them about their faith, but he never rebuked them. He never rebuked them. He went up and he rebuked the wind and the wave. Now the wind and the wave just didn't stop. They calmed down because guess what? Someone with authority spoke up. Are you here with me, church? 
When Jesus rebuked the wind and the waves, He was reinstating His authority. When the wind and the waves began to hear the voice of Jesus, they began to understand that man is a man of authority. That is my Creator. And when He speaks, I silence. Can someone say a mighty amen? He said, I know the voice of the Lord. He was the Creator King. And so when He lifted up His voice, He said, you be silent. These people right now, you be silent and you let them go. They didn't disappear, but they were muted in the name of Jesus. Before we go out into the next chapter of our life, you need to understand that you have an authority. You need to stand up and begin to say, I need to reinstate my authority in this house in the name of Jesus. I've been called to lift up this house. And the Bible says that me and my house, we shall praise the Lord. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to reinstate my authority. And from this conference onwards, I'm going to say, me and my house, we are going to be worshipping the Lord. I will reinstate the authority that God has given me. That is what the Bible says. He said he didn't rebuke the boys. He rebuked what was trying to manifest itself against them. And he said, you begin to learn how when the enemy comes up at you, when the enemy comes to fight you, when the enemy comes to tell you you're not good enough, you need to stand up and say that the living God says to me that I was created for such a time as this. And the Bible says that I've been called for such a time as this. And I know that I can be healed. And I know that I can see God's provision because the author of my life has spoken in Jesus' name. That's all he was doing. But he said to the boys, where was your faith right then? There's something powerful you need to understand. He didn't, the physical winds and waves did not stop, but they did disappear when he silenced them. I want to speak to you this morning that fear is a spirit. I have so much fear. So much, the, the fear in people since COVID has lifted and has tripled. The Bible says to me, for I have not given you a spirit of fear. Anxiety is a spirit because the Bible says to me, do not be anxious about anything. Behind that panic attack, there's a spirit behind it. Behind that brokenness, there's a spirit behind it. The storm didn't stop. Jesus spoke his authority and silenced it from manifesting anymore. See, the accuser has no authority unless you come into agreement with it. The accuser has no authority unless you come into an agreement with it or you give him your authority. So as I was just reading, he was beginning to speak and there's two storms happening. One, the, the Jesus said, we see that Jesus went and he silenced the storm. But the other storm, we realise that as it happened, the wind and the waves are reaching and put Peter's on his way out and he sees the waters are beginning to rise and he says to call out to Jesus. He begins to sink and Jesus reaches right out to him. It must have been so close that he could grab him. Don't give up. Someone in this house right now, do not give up. You are just about there. Can someone say a mighty amen? You're about to walk on out. And Jesus is saying, if you just come a little bit further, you're about to see it. But this time, he didn't say anything to Peter. What he did to Peter, he didn't say, I want you to silence. He said to Peter, I want you to get up out of that boat and you walk straight over the top of that storm. You have the authority to walk over it. Either way, someone is going to get their miracle over it. Either you're going to silence the storm of 2023 or you're going to walk straight over the top of it. Either way, you need to stand up and go, I have the authority to speak. 
speak and stop its manifestation. Someone shout an amen this morning. Either way, Jesus said, it doesn't matter. You get up and you walk straight over the top of it. Enemy, I don't care. You can watch me from above because I'm about to walk over the top of it. You will be silent as I begin to walk this through. Come on. Someone say amen. One minute he said, but I want you to realize that the minute that Peter took his focus on and put his focus on the storm, he empowered the storm. The minute that Peter took his eyes off Jesus and he began to notice the storm again, he empowered the storm. And therefore, the storm gained access and more control. The power of the storm gained more power when Peter put his focus on it. You will always have an opportunity to shift your focus. The storm only has an authority when you put your focus back on it. I'll say that again. The storm only has authority when you shift your focus back on it and you give him and it empowerment. But I want to realize you that every storm that you are facing right now, you have to know something. I'm going to call that musician back up. How about I just not let them go off next time? I want to speak something to you. If you're in a storm right now, I want you to realize what I feel like God's getting about to give you a revelation of what's going on. Because as we spoke about, they, these boys were in the boat because Jesus had asked them to go there. I want to take you to Mark chapter 5, this one here. It says, when they arrived on the other side, because at the beginning of it, the Bible says that they, one day Jesus told them to go on the boat to get to the other side. So now they're on the other side. When they arrived on the other side of the lake, when Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet them. The man lived in a burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with chains. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he was often, he snapped the chains from the wrist and smashed his shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night he wandered among the burial caves in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stone. This generation has a massive problem with cutting themselves and they think this is a new thing. It's been here way longer than you ever got to this earth. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him. Listen here, Life Church, listen. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him. The man that was shackled, the man that was demon possessed, saw Jesus. Look what he does. He ran to meet him and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In the name of God, oh my goodness, a demon-possessed man runs to the feet of Jesus. And the Bible says that he ran and he bowed himself down. Let me tell you here, Life Church, this morning, that every demon in hell knows when you stand up with your authority. It knows when you've taken your territory and it will run and bow to the presence of God that you carry in that house in the name of Jesus. The demon possessed ran to him. Jesus just comes off the boat. Demon possessed runs. And bows. Oh, Satan, take your position. Take your position. Take your position. When it comes to my family, you bow. When it comes to my marriage, you bow. When it comes to my children, you bow to the name of Jesus. 
the spirit inside of the man ran to Jesus. Oh. And the Bible says that the man said, what do you have with me, son of the most high God? The first person to call Jesus the son of the most high was a demon. Because the demon knew whose presence he was in. He knew that his master, his creator was on the territory. It's time for you to take back your territory this morning. It's time for you to come in and begin to say, you don't get to touch my family. You don't get to touch my children. You actually don't get to touch my finances. You actually don't get to touch that vision that you gave me. Someone in this room right now as a little child, you thought you were going to see this, this and this happen in your, and it hasn't happened. But the yearning is still there. I'm here to tell you right now that you need to speak to that spirit that's trying to manifest itself and say, you don't understand. You need to bow because I'm the carrier of the presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm the carrier of the temple of God. And when I come into my household. All authority is being reinstated with the presence of God and the Holy Spirit will be released. The Satan, Satan begins to see he's just waiting. Would you use your authority? As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and he fell down in front of them and he screamed, why are you interfering with me? Jesus, the son of the most high God. Please. Oh, I'm ready to hear Satan beg me. Get ready to ramp up that worship. I'm so broken. You don't realize what's happened to me, Pastor Marilla. Change the atmosphere. Change the atmosphere. Jesus didn't get up around and started shouting and moving around and just going, you, you. No, he just like just stood up with his authority and continued to speak. The first person to refer to Jesus as the most high God was Satan himself. Because Satan knew who he was talking to. Satan knew who he was talking to. The wind and the waves were silenced because they knew who was speaking. When you're walking in your authority, the enemy recognises. He knows full well your authority. He's fully aware that you have all the authority and he has none. But he's waiting to see if you'll actually use your authority. Peter and John said, silver and gold we do not have, but what we have. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. So the enemy knew, recognises you and knows that you have full authority. When the Spirit saw him, yelled and fell on his knees in front of him, taking his rightful position. Every demon, every spirit that is manifesting will worship at the feet of Jesus when you walk with that authority. Because whatever you are fighting inside of you will bow to the presence of God. They know who's talking. They know who's talking. Let me just say this as we get close to wrapping it up. The storm is actually not fighting you. The storm is not fighting you. The storm is fighting your testimony. See, the story continues to say that when Jesus healed that man, everybody in the town saw him. So what was happening is that storm was supposed to kill them so that this testimony would not come forth. Because the Bible says the entire town came and saw him. Your testimony 
You know, in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11 says, for they, this is the end times, for those who have been living in Revelations for the last three years, you would know this. But the Revelations 12, chapter, chapter 12, it says, and they have defeated him, who's that Satan? They defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. So the storm's not out to kill you. It wants to take your testimony. Can I hear an amen? That's how the enemy is defeated. By the blood of the lamb and by my testimony. Well, last time I checked, the blood of the lamb was shed. So the next part of that is my testimony. My testimony. My testimony. My testimony. Your testimony will defeat the enemy's plans. Your testimony will silence the generational curse that is supposed to continue to go through in the name of Jesus. You have a testimony. You have a testimony. Your family has a testimony. They will be speaking of you. The entire town. The Bible says the entire town. Guess what was in there? Doctors came to see him. People that said he can't be in this society anymore, get him out of here. They came and saw him. Doctors, leaders, business people all went and saw him. The entire town, the Bible says, is that not the man that was there? The Bible says he was fully dressed in his right mind and he spoke of his testimony. Your testimony needs to get out. Your testimony needs to get out because generational curses break because you speak and see your testimony. Let's close our eyes this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit. If you're in a storm, can I, I'm not going to call people to front because I'm, I'm, I'm over time, but would you... Be bold enough to stand in your seat and say, Pastor Merle, I'm in a storm. And what you've spoken, I'm ready to reinstate my authority. And I want to just stand with you. Amen. 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 You, all you're doing by taking, your, taking to your feet is you're saying, Satan, I'm up. And I'm ready to take back what you stole. Some of you are standing right now because you know it's time to silence that storm. It's been raging way too long. It actually didn't have authority to move, but you, because you've been silent, it has continued to rage around you. Holy Spirit, just lift your hands wherever you are standing right now. With these people that are standing, I actually want you to... To join them, if, if there's people in this room right now that fear, anxiety, brokenness is overwhelming you and you recognise now that is a spirit, I need to mute that spirit. Stand to your feet, join. We're changing the battleground. We're changing the battlefield. This is it. I will not let you continue to rule and begin to speak. You actually have no authority to speak. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands because that's just a sign of surrender. Say, Holy Spirit, we're just here right now. I ask right now for the anointing. Jesus is in this room. And do you know, demons right now 
I was like, oh. When you stood to your feet, hell began to tremble because you have authority. You have authority and they know you're about to use it. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray right now that the Holy Spirit would come right now and begin to pour on a fire of God upon their life, Lord God. I begin to speak right now that the authority that you spoke over their life, Lord God, that you spoke into their world, you said you give them all the authority. Right now, I speak over their life right now, Lord God, and I say be activated and go out with a passion and a knowing that God is in control right now. Some of you need to stand up and silence that storm and you rebuke the Spirit that is manifesting over you. You call it out. You say wind and wave, your time is over. I don't care where long you've been screaming in my family. I don't care how long you feel like you've had control in my family. As of today, it's over, 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 it's over. In the name of Jesus, you're about to see the presence of God right now. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come. Come, I just pray right now, Lord God, begin to show them visions. Begin to show them, open their eyes, Lord God, to see the things that have been holding them back. The storm has been so black and so heavy, you've not been able to see it. But right now, in the name of Jesus, I call out, Lord, lift it off, lift it off. In the name of Jesus, lift it off. Lift off the lid, Lord God, lift off that and let the weight of your glory come in. In the name of Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. Fill this room with testimonies and visions right now. The enemy's after your testimony. I hear the Holy Spirit speak two things. Cancer is in your family, so you need to accept it. And divorce is in your lineage, so you need to accept it. That is a curse and a demonic word from the enemy. You are called to break that in the name of Jesus. You will not have cancer. Cancer is gone starting from you onwards. Your children will not know who had cancer in their family or they'll know, I don't know who died from cancer. It will not stop with you. Your, that cancer is about to stop. I believe you've heard it or you started to believe it. I'm not sure if it's actually been manifested by a word or you actually feel that's how I'm just going to die. Someone has actually spoken that curse over themselves. You need to rebuke that because you have the power of, in, the, in your word. So right now you need to speak. That is not of me. And the God is saying, if you let me and you begin to speak the promises of God that you will not see cancer, that generational curse that has been over your family will be broken in the name of Jesus. As of today, this year, your children will not expect. I believe someone needs to know you are going to die from old age along. The Bible says that long are your days on earth. Long are your days on earth. We need to be a church that believes we will not go one day before our time. Diseases can come and go, but it's only when the voice of the Lord says, come home. Right now, someone in this room is contemplating divorce. The desire is not, but everyone around you, and I think, you, I believe, which I'll even speak a little bit more with the women, the people around you are saying, it's okay, you can get through this. You, it doesn't sit well with you and that's because that's Jesus is fighting for your marriage. And on your wedding day, I believe that those people, if that is it, well, eyes are closed. Would you just wave to me so I can see who, do it, who I'm speaking to? Amen, amen. Well, okay, amen. I want you to hear my voice right now. The reason that you are not settled with this is because Jesus is at the centre of that marriage. And while He's at the centre you need to say divorce is not part of my lineage. 
And the name divorce is just a dissolvement of marriage. But that name, the Bible tells me, will bow to the name of Jesus. So divorce, you bow right now. And if you call that and say, this will not end in divorce, I'm telling you, you will not end in divorce because you are going to speak life back into that marriage in the name of Jesus. And you will see that demon begin to just bow its knee because you will speak the truth. This marriage was given to God. I actually, even children, these, mar- these children were given to God. I presented my children before the Lord. I gave them, I dedicated. So this life is coming back to Jesus. You are about to see your children sitting right next to you, worshipping the Lord with you because you handed those children over to God because God says, if you will give them to me. I will see them through and you will train them up. And God says, I will, you will see the day that they were sitting next to you. They'll be worshipping God. You said to them, you spoke over them as babies and now they're way off. I'm telling you right now, you take back your authority and say, the Lamb of God has bled for my children also and they will be back in the house of God and they will to worship the Lord. You need to speak to that. And so you need to bow. Take your hands off my children. In the name of Jesus, because the name of Jesus is above all other names. So you begin to speak the name of Jesus. 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 Because the Bible says that every demon will tremble at the mention of His name. I don't know enough scriptures. I don't know how to quote the Bible. No, the Bible tells me that at the mention of His name, everybody knows the name of Jesus. Life Church, are you ready to shout out the name of Jesus and watch to heaven and watch hell begin to tremble? Are you ready? Let's get ready. Let's get ready. I want you to shout the name of Jesus after three. One, two, three. Jesus. Come on. Let's worship Him this morning. Let's worship Him. Amen. Amen. What a powerful word. Let's all stand together. What a powerful word. Can I hear an amen? How many people got something out of this morning? It's amazing. What a great word. Jesus um, brought the disciples together. The 17, he said, all power and authority I give to you. (laughs) And we have the authority. but We've got to take that authority in the name of Jesus. What a great word. What an encouraging word. We're not going to just tolerate storms. We're going to speak to them in Jesus' name by the power and the authority that has been given to us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And so, Father, we just thank you for your word. I just pray that this word is going to become a reality into our hearts and in our lives, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Forgive us for tolerating storms that needed to be rebuked. And we stand against them in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be still in Jesus' name. And I thank you for the testimonies we're going to hear of your power and of your grace. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.